I'd like to introduce you to my next guest, female entrepreneur, seventh degree black belt, world champion, and CEO of Skills Worldwide. Her curriculum is represented in over 1,000 martial arts schools in 25 countries. The leading innovator in children's martial arts education, she is Melody Johnson. Hi, Melody, and welcome to Think About It Season 2. I'm really excited to have you on my show, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I always start our show with kind of getting to know our guests and a little bit of where they grew up, you know, kind of the lead up to, to, to our main conversation. And one of my, you know, favorite things to do about the show is get to know people. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up? Well, I grew up in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And uh, believe it or not, when I was younger, I was really small for my age. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, growing up, I always got picked on and bullied. Mm -hmm. I, one of my most vivid memories was when I was in the fifth grade, I was in middle school, so excited, and I walk into the class and I see the cool girls sitting on the desks and they go, who let the kindergartner in? And I was like, there's a kindergartner? Yeah. And looking around and realized they were talking about me. Yeah. And uh, it was one of those moments where it just, it, it crushed me. And at the same time, it motivated me to want to uh, find my own identity. Uh, unfortunately, with getting bullied, I kind of bullied back to, yeah. you know, the same girl. I pulled her chair one day when she went to sit down and mm -hmm. she fell and I got in trouble. And that led my parents to putting me into martial arts to teach me discipline. Yeah. And at first I really didn't like the martial arts. It was mostly adults in class. This was back in 1987. Yeah. We used to call them the dungeon dojo days. Mm -hmm. And it was mostly boys, mostly adults, and it wasn't really my jam. And it wasn't until about green belt level, which is mid-level, when you start sparring. My very first sparring match was against the bully in class. This kid was bullying me and bullying my brother. Mm -hmm. And I kicked him really hard in the head on the match. And I look over at my mother, who's usually sitting there with her arms folded. Mm -hmm. And she jumped up and she screamed, yes! Wow. And then my instructor said, two points, kick to the head. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, I can kick boys in the head. And not only does my mom not get mad about it, but I'm getting points. This is the coolest sport ever. Can you just tell me a little bit more about, about your program? and the expectation level that you try to explain to people so they have they are more prepared when they coming into the program. When I when I first started in my career in martial arts, it was usually kids started at the age of seven and then the children's class was like seven to twelve and then thirteen year olds went to the adult class. And I noticed that I was teaching roller coaster classes. So if the drill or the activity we're doing is challenging enough for the 12 year old, the seven year old can't keep up because it's way beyond their stage of development. Yeah. So then I would make the next drill a little easier, but then the 12 year old was getting bored and we were losing students mid-level. And it was interesting when we asked the, you know, why are you leaving? The 12 year olds were leaving because they lost interest. The seven year olds were leaving because it was getting too hard and it was at the same belt level. Yeah. So I knew that we were, we were missing something. So I started to split them up by age instead of by rank. And when I did that, I was still teaching the same curriculum and it didn't dawn on me until I started studying the, their stage of development. For example, a three and four year old has a hard time processing beyond three commands, but yet we were trying to teach them these patterns of moves and it just wasn't working. So I, when I understood that, then I wrote out 
in three and four year olds, this is what you should expect, this is what you shouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. Then the same thing for five and six, then seven to nine, then 10 to 14 year olds. Because parents were starting to compare the kids in class. Well, my seven year old doesn't look as good as that 12 year old, yeah. so he's not gonna test. And it's like, they don't have fine motor skills yet at seven years old. They're learning how to write their name in cursive for the first time. Yeah. So a good analogy would be a seven year old's handwriting in cursive is not gonna look as good as a 12 year old's. Yeah. handwriting in cursive. So the same thing in martial arts with technique, you shouldn't have those expectations. My son started flag football a year ago yeah. and his coach, the way that he was talking to the kids, it was like, you're talking to them like they're teenagers and they're not. Mm -hmm. So his expectations were off the mark. And it was so painful to watch as an expert in mm -hmm. child development, watch my son do it and then would make up excuses on why he couldn't play. He had a belly ache and I think he did have a belly ache. Like he was so nervous. Stress, he was making yeah. his, yeah, the stress and he didn't want to play. So I said, that's it. I'm going to take over and I'm going to coach next year or your next season and you invite all your friends mm -hmm. and we're going to do it differently. And we're, we're called the ninjas and we're in our third season and we've made it to the championships every season. And it's not because I recruited the best kids. It was that I knew what the expectations were for them mm -hmm. and I'm coaching them accordingly. And they're having so much fun that they're playing at their best. Can you tell me a little bit more about your um, transition from sport into the child or was it, was it kind of coming uh, hand in hand with the child development? Well, so yeah, when I was, when I was in my mid twenties, I started maturing and realized that the way that I was teaching with the push-ups and really just focusing on the competitors, we had a bunch of world champions and ignoring the other kids was not serving my purpose mm -hmm. anymore. I, I started wanting to help children become the best version of themselves. So I started studying child development and realized that everything that we were taught as far as working with children, we were, we were taught in a way that was very authoritative and, and, I, and I think it's wrong. Um, and so I, as I started integrating child development into the skills program, we ended up rebranding and we say that we're not a martial arts curriculum. Mm -hmm. We're a child development company that uses martial arts as the vehicle to help children become the best version of themselves physically, intellectually, emotionally, and socially. Those mm -hmm. two are important because a lot of sports and activities focus on what you physically can do and yep. intellectually, you know, what you're capable of in the game, but you don't teach them how to emotionally help mm -hmm. themselves and, and how to emotionally grow and socially grow too through it. As I said, I took over my son's football team and we, we were in first place and we're, we've gotten to the championships and it's because we're using those philosophies in the game. And it's interesting because all the parents come up to us and say the kids love the practice. They can't wait to go to practice. They can't wait to play. Where at the same time, one of the parents on my team, her neighbor's on another team and says he can't stand it. She doesn't like the, he doesn't like the coach. She doesn't like the coach, and it's so stressful. And it's it, and it's a shame, you know. Yeah. You, and so this poor kid's not going to have a good experience, and he probably won't play next season. And he's he's a cute kid, and we played against him last week, and he was a good kid. Yeah. So so many coaches get it wrong and they're doing a disservice to children who and a lot of them potentially could be an NFL player or a famous tennis star if they were able to teach them according to the way they learn and grow in a more positive manner. I've been just going through a process of getting my son into school and what was very important for me as a, as a parent is to understand that what is most important for them is academics, right? But for me, 
the social skill, the emotional support, that's what's going to make them better in academics. How was that for you? Because you are a child uh, development expert. So you are basically trusting your kid <laughs> to go into a, into a school that they're going to teach, teach him certain things. Yes. I was fortunate to own a martial arts school in my town before my son was born. Yeah. And then when Van was born, I sold my school to the manager, but I heard the good, the bad, the ugly from all of the schools in the area. And I knew which school I was putting my son in before he was even born. Mm -hmm. For Van, it was very important to get him in a school that I knew was gonna fit. He's very introverted, but he's also very competitive and he hates the moves, yeah. you know? And they, it's a, it's a, the school nurtures his nature and uh, he's flourishing so much. Yeah. So yes, that is 100% top priority for us. Yeah. That's gonna like that's kind of like in a moment that I'm looking forward to because he's been going to school and he's been traveling and I thought that that's such an amazing thing for a kid to be able to experience and understand that there is a very different world mm -hmm. everywhere. He's a bit shy, but he's he will go out there and he will talk and he doesn't really care if they don't understand him. He will adapt and try to to just learn. And one of the things that gets me to think, like if he starts just going to school and kind of in the same routine without as much travel, will he still be that open and still right. like, you know, kind of understand there is a different world? No matter what, he's gonna be okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't feel like, you know, I'm, that, that I'm, I'm a stressful parent. That was one of kind of my worries for him to start to school. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm like I'm not I'm not the type of parent who's like oh no he's going to be growing up too fast. I'm excited to see him be whoever he is. How is it for you? Like, what's your mentality of seeing your child develop and growing into his own? <laughs> human. That's that's a great question uh, because I've been in martial arts all my life and it's a passion of mine and, yeah. and I've made so many great relationships with children that I, that I, they started when they were three years old and now they're in their 20s and 30s and they, mm -hmm. they, they still call me Master Melody and we have such a great you know connection and everybody's always asking is Van gonna get in the martial arts mm -hmm. and it's not his jam I've tried mm -hmm. three times <laughs> to bring him to on the mat with the kids that are now adults and, yeah. and are teaching and he does not like it and I I did say at one point it's mandatory when he's seven because this is so good for him and it, he just turned seven <laughs> and he's not in and I've changed my mindset on it because yeah. his passion is football yeah. and his passion is soccer so I'm gonna I, I, I told him you have to be in a sport because as you, you and I just said, sports are so important for kids. So yeah. I want him to be in a, in a sport and as long as he's in a sport, that's the most important thing. Uh, but it's interesting because again, going back to football, he comes home every single day, puts his backpack on, goes in his room and puts on his football clothes and says, let's go mommy. And we go out in the front yard and we play football every single day. And some parents, you know, want their kids to be great football players. They say, hey, you have to go outside. We need to go practice, it's, you know, and they make them. Where Van, at, Van wants to do it so much. And I see that part of me and him where, you know, I always wanted to train in martial arts and it wasn't by force. So I, I love that part and I love him finding his own path though. Yeah. with football and with soccer so it's very yeah. exciting it is it is the same it's, it's it's great that you're talking you know about adapting like you, you adapted okay well that's what you want to do 
I'm going to coach the, the football team because you felt the need to be there because of the circumstances. And I think that's, that, that's really cool. For me, it was with Leo, it's, it was about exposing him to as many things as I can because that's, it's, it's also a little bit that I didn't really have as a kid. My parents did the best they could, but they couldn't afford to have me try horseback riding and golf and like there, there was just it was just not existent and I made the point of tennis I don't want to be like okay let's go play tennis mm -hmm. I want him to ask me to play tennis or if he goes to play tennis it can be with somebody else so it's not like I'm you know forcing that mm -hmm. that on him and playing like I try to be very careful I'll, I'll be around does around. he play tennis? He Does plays he tennis and, like and he likes it. Okay. And he, he asks, like, okay, let's go play tennis. And they're like, okay, let's play tennis. He will play with, like, my coaches and stuff. And I was like, okay, mama, can you just be my coach? I was like, okay, I'm going to stay on, on your side be, and, and be, your, be your coach. That's a conscious decision because would I like him to play tennis? Yes, absolutely. But same time, struggling with, like, what it takes, sure. that, that road. Yes. You know, where health uh, with with sport has to be all healthy, and then now you're like, okay, well, <laughs> tennis is one thing. And so you look at football, you look at hockey, and you look, and I look at like all the injuries and stuff. Mm -hmm. yes. For me, for football, like it's a bit scary. Well, he's only doing flag. Yeah, so I that's said, what if you like. You want to continue when there's pads? You can be the kicker, but that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's that's. No what, offense is, to the kickers. Yes, it was. It's 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 a tough one. It's a tough one because it's like flag football is, it's great. Like it's it's such a. I love football, but when it starts to get hits yes. and stuff, I was like, this these guys, this big grown man, they have moms, they have dads. Those parents are very brave yeah. because I, I don't every, know. I would cry five times a game, every no, game, every time I saw Van injured on the ground. That would I wouldn't be able to handle that. Yeah, it's it's. I don't think I don't. I think it's it's tough. I mean, I traveled by myself when I was ten years old to United States, and I was and somebody asked me like, would you ever let Leo do that? I said, absolutely not. Like hell no. There's just no way. I mean, different times and stuff, but the same time, like I was like, mom, how how like. How were you okay with that? Like just me going like How old were you? I was 10 years old. 10 years old. 10 by years yourself. old. Wow. Yeah. I had wow. somebody meet me sure, there, but, but it's still like the whole experience you're like you know, it it made me grow up so quickly. Sure. Are you drawing back a lot from your own experience of how you how you uh parent and how you approach oh yes yeah yes I, I had a very strict mother. She did the best that she could, but it it was I I lived in fear. And I don't have good memories of my childhood, and I, she wasn't very loving or nurturing. So when Van was born, I actually wrote a curriculum for myself called Parent Skills to be, and lessons for me to do to be the best parent that I can be and continually improve upon those skills. And yeah, with, with Van, I don't want him to grow up quickly. I want him to stay a little boy forever, and I want him 10 years from now or 15, 20 years from now to look back and say, I had the greatest childhood ever. And I'm so lucky, and that's my priority right now. More than the academics, more than winning a championships in sports, I just want him to have great memories of his childhood. Because when you talk to certain, or you read books about entrepreneurs or professionals, in particular athletes, and you say, what are some of your regrets? And they, a lot of them always say they regret that they didn't have more of a childhood. 
Mm-hmm. So I want Van to have that wonderful childhood. Mm-hmm. And I love that you take your son all around the world. And I can't wait to do that. You know, with COVID, we haven't been able to travel. Yeah. But I do travel the world and I do yeah. seminars and stuff. So I'm very excited to get him doing that. He's he's addicted to first class. Though. That's yeah. the, we just took him to Aspen and he didn't want to he didn't want to eat at the airport in our layover because he said he wants to eat on the plane. And it wasn't the, the food's not even yes, good. Terrible. It's just the idea that he's getting served on the plane. Is, yeah. is, 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 so funny. I took my son to, to, uh, to for skiing in December the first time. He's like, yeah, I want to go skiing, mom. Like, I want to go skiing. And he was very consistent on it. Like, it's, you know, sometimes kids say like, okay, I want this. And then like, okay, three weeks is different thing and it's different things. So he was very, very consistent throughout the whole year. And I was like, okay, Leo, in July, I said, we are going to ski then. He's like, okay, I can't wait, mommy. I can't wait. I had somebody, we, we got a teacher. I was like, I'm not teaching you how to ski. I have no idea how to ski. Like, like I need somebody to hold me off the, off the lift because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so careful. Like I'm such a careful person and I'm still playing. I'm like, the adrenaline is not worth it for me to, you know, mm-hmm. to fall yes. or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I will enjoy it at my pace. So I'm not teaching you. Like, we'll get you somebody to teach you. So he, after like the first day, he, was, he wanted to go on the blue on the blue already wow. and he went on the blue like after three days at six yeah wow at five at five yeah he just oh. he wasn't even f- he turned five in december so okay. he was four oh wow yeah so i was like okay i'm not going there with you i'll just stay on this green with us so you guys <laughs> have fun and he came and in the end of the trip i asked him Leo, what was your favorite thing to do like what was your favorite thing about the trip and he told me it was falling <laughs> And I was like, I love that. I love that because like he was fun falling. He's like, I fall, I get up and I go again and stuff. And I was like, that's great. Totally different experience with my son. He fell one time, was like, that's it. I'm yeah. off, get these boots off of me. And we went tubing and then he almost fell the tube. He's like, that's it, I'm done with that. All he wanted to do was play in the snow. Yeah, but, but it was like, Again, it was like life lessons. Like, you know, he's, to me, he's like, okay, it was falling. The kid loved to fall, yes, not like to, to hurt himself, but he like, oh, I just get up and I go again. Like I go super fast and I, I fall, but I go again. Uh. And it was, it was again, these moments like are, like I look back, I'm like, oh my God, he's teaching you know, Me he's so above much. his emotional stage of development yeah, <laughs> because it's... he can fall and get back up. And his physical stage of development to be able to be at that level at such a young age. So yeah. there you go. Well, when we when we were going to school and interviewing the schools, because he's going to Russian school. So I want him to I wanted him to learn Russian language. So because if he doesn't learn now, there's, there's no chance for him to learn later. And he's learned completely different alpha, uh, uh, alphabet and, and stuff. So when they were doing the testing, like, oh, yeah, well, he needs to get a little bit of reading. I'm like, he's way above the age, you mm-hmm. know, like he, he's done so many things that I'm not, I'm not worried at all. Like he's going to learn it. It's, it's in kindergarten. It's not, it's not going to be a problem. But his dad was like, okay, well, you know, he needs to, he needs to know how to read. All the kids maybe know how to read. I said, he knows how to read. He just knows how to read in different language, mm-hmm. which is a Pretty amazing skill, actually, yes. I'll have to say. But that, you know, that contrast of mentality, it's, it's so noted. I, I don't really comment on it because 
I understand this is just a different way we grew up, but you can tell like the contrast of the way people approach parenting, again, coaching mm -hmm. in, in every, in every uh, aspect. And I hope like, again, it's just this type of conversation spark, even if it's one person that's gonna make one kid's life for sure. hopefully better. For sure. Yes, I, that's my, my vision of moving forward is to continually spread the message of how important it is to understand children in, in a very psychological and scientific way because if more people did the homework, the world would change. It would yeah. be a better place. And, and that, it's up to us to change. It is. Right? It's, it's, it's up, up to, to us. us. And, and it's exciting but scary at the same time yeah. because when somebody's not interested in doing that or disagrees, it's very frustrating for, from, yeah. from me. Very close-minded, yes. right? Like yes. it, That's what it's like. I think the most frustrating part is the close-mindedness of, of, of people is to just be stuck on, on kind of one thing. Um, how different was or your experience been with different cultures to, to implement the curriculum and the way of training Marshall? It's interesting because most of my international schools embrace the program more so than schools in the United States. Yeah, so, I'm not surprised at yes. that. So, yeah. so the UK, some of my favorite schoolers, but Germany, we have some of the most enthusiastic schools, instructors in Germany that love the program. They're on every webinar, Zoom mm -hmm. meeting, and and they ask all the great questions and they send all the great great feedback. So yeah. it is interesting how international clients really embrace this concept faster than here, yeah. you know, because we, we have so many different cultures you know, in the United States, and also we have so many different mindsets. You know, yeah, politically, very different. Ones. You know, politically, and it, and if, and if you're on this side, then you, no matter what you say on this side, they're not going to listen to yeah. it. So that's 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 always fun. Yeah, but uh, you know, again, I, I I love working with the international culture too, and seeing them embrace it. You know, I, I'm very uh, grateful that people like you exist, and you're sharing your knowledge, and you, you know trying to make a difference and making a difference. And actually, my uh, Leo's one trophy for now is from martial arts. He's doing, uh, he's doing karate. I saw that. He has yeah. my little ninja uniform. That's, yes. That was the first program I created, yeah. the black uniform with the white. Yeah, yeah. so he's, he's, uh, he's loving it. He's excited to get, he's, he's very, very, com like, super competitive. And every time he gets, you know, the, the new... Um, Stripe. Uh, stripe, new stripe, new belt, graduation. It's 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 very exciting for him. So he's he'll start like doing all his little oh, stuff. I'd love to and, meet him and work yeah, with him. That would be so much fun. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, I exactly like I've had friends who are in Thai boxing and different types of martial art and one thing that I've realized is their humbleness off the carpet or of the ring and the way that they used their sport to let a lot of the build up like emotions, frustrations on there. And they're very, very different off court. One in particular was uh, Gennady Golovkin. When I spoke to him about like how he, you know, how he got into boxing and stuff, it's very, it's, it's not the same stories. It's very different stories, but they're a similar concept to each one is that like why did they 
do that? Mm-hmm. Why did they? And it was it was very interesting to see because he's such a like, you know, calm, smiley, and like, and and he told me like, when I go in the ring, I want to kill, and I was like. You're so sweet. Like I, I can't. I can't even believe that. Like you can't. I can't even imagine that. But he said that's my outlet of of that. And I think everybody have personal things that they deal with, challenges, etc. To give the outlet to people, I think it's it's very vital. And I think what you're doing is is really great. And I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for our conversation. I hope this conversation, you know, sparks somebody's, you know, mindset, opens a mindset, um, and helps other other uh, people and kids. Yes, yes. Sports should be utilized to help children become, as I mentioned, a better version of themselves, yeah. not used to for parents to live through their kids or used to make a big accomplishments. Uh, and if that happens, there's going to be a lot better, a lot more athletes, a lot more kids who grow up competing in all these different sports. Melody, I have this segment every show. I ask seven questions to kind of get to know you a little bit even, even better. Mm-hmm. So are you okay with doing that? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So what is your favorite word? My favorite word, resiliency. Resiliency. What is your least favorite word? Hate. Hate. Okay. What is uh, one job besides uh, besides your own you would like to do? Wow. So definitely would, would do something still in the child development field, but in other sports. And, you know, I always wanted to be in television. So yeah. maybe something that had to do with educating in child development with sports in the in you know, in the television industry or something Well, hopefully like that. this podcast will be your first episode of teaching. <laughs> that would be great. That, that's awesome. Uh, what is one profession you would never want to do? I would never want to be an ER doctor in a children's hospital. Oh, yeah, that's I a would, tough one. I would not be able to see kids suffer and be in pain, even though they save lives to me, yeah. but my heart is yeah. not, <laughs> yeah. not not strong enough for that. Yeah, that's, a, that's the first one I've heard. A lot of it's lawyer or accountant. <laughs> well, those, <stuff>. two. <laughs> <laughs> those two. Yeah. What is one quality that uh, attracts you from people? People who like to play. Play. Yeah, we play. My friends, when they come over, they play. When my when my son's friends come over, we play. I'm a, I'm a playful person, so anybody who wants to play, you play tennis. Yeah. You know, that type That's of awesome. What is uh, one quality that kind of turns you off of people? Bullies, or especially people who, adults who are mean to kids. That yeah. just, that frustrates me. Mm-hmm. And last question is, let's say if um, God existed and you arrive at the pearly gate, what would you like God to tell you? Well, I'd like to, for him to hand me a glass of his red wine because, you know. <laughs> That's what everybody says. And him say, you're not done yet. And then I become an angel because I feel like there is a higher power watching over me and a lot of the things I've wanted to do I've manifested through, obviously through hard work. But then I would like to return the favor and and uh, and do the same thing. So him saying, you're not done yet. Okay. Going, Let's go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good one. First. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Well, that's wrapped it up. Thank you for answering those questions. Those are always quite fun for me to, to hear the answers. <laughs> it it uh, paints an even better picture. So thank you for doing thank it. You. Thank you so much, Melody, thank you for, for having being on Think About It. And uh, I can't wait for people to see this episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you.